Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Views from the Kicks podcast. My name is Sandy Burks, and I will be joined shortly by my friends, Jack Bryant and Coach Buck Buchanan. It has been a long time since we've last seen y'all, and so we're very excited to ring in the holiday season with a brand new episode, which includes my new personal favorite of Jack's segments, the do's and don'ts of Thanksgiving. We hope you enjoy, and now without further ado, Jack Bryant and Buck Buchanan. Finally, finally, welcome back to another episode of Views from the Kicks. We're back, and uh, Coach, it's the offseason for football. It's a regular season for podcasting, and uh, we actually got Jack back. I know. Jack is back, and uh, we thought he left town with senior tequila, but luckily he is back uh, and, and, and live and in person. Jack, it's nice to have you back alive. Alive. I wasn't sure. Well, there, there's always a question when he goes out, right? Yeah. <laughs> You probably thought for a while that he and I weren't going to make it. Yeah, there's some, uh, I don't know, tough times. I don't know. Yeah, there was tough times. I mean, I don't, there's no other way to put it. It's, there's no other way to put the fact that we had a tough tough year this year. Uh, we were probably the most injured we've ever been. It's probably the, I don't know. It was just, it was a lot of tough times. And, uh, I was, but it was fun to finish out the year on two, two positive notes winning. Um, it's like I talked to a lot of the guys over the last few weeks, too winning those two games uh we've won a lot of games here over the last nine years but you know there's been times where you've won and you didn't feel like you did your best while winning but you know those two wins were really good we, we played very well together uh, and we showed some of the potential that we actually have when when we're kind of firing on all cylinders so it was fulfilling wins jack here's how bad it was we had our secondary coach in a boot cast for a few weeks that's how banged up we were it there's no doubt. It was like I thought I was going down at any moment. You almost the South Carolina levels where you're trying to see if a, a graduate assistant has some eligibility left. There was a point where I think we were going to take all hands on deck. Yeah, I mean there was. I mean, it's point being is like, well, what's the forfeit at this point? I mean, like, like let's just go play good. <laughs> I mean, you know, we added Coach O'Brien back on staff, and there was a point where you know I was like, man, Shane, technically you. I'll bring some extra shoulder pads, bud. You may have to suit up and play at some point, which, you know, he's, he's, he's never shy about hitting anybody. I know that, but, uh, but he had to make the class. So we're in good shape. But there. he is there. Yes. We know <laughs> he is there. So coach, I guess I was going to take, you know, you kind of mentioned a little bit about the season. Um, I didn't know if there was anything else you wanted to say about the season at large before we head into the off season. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it was, it was ups and downs, uh, more downs and ups. Uh, but again, finishing on a high note is, is always good. And, and, uh, and also you know, I feel like the guys rose to the challenge because really challenged them to put their foot in the ground, go North and South at the last two weeks and, and, and really say, Oh, this is a preseason for next year. Like, like you never want to punt on, on, on going through stuff, but because really in today's time, we're all kind of in that reset button mentality. You know, we'd like to hit the reset button. Like if you're playing Madden and it starts off bad, how many times have you hit the reset button? Like, ah, well, you know, we're not going to save that game. I mean, that's, 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 a, that's just the, the, the mentality sometimes. And, and yeah, I mean, I even told our guys, heck, I'd like to hit the reset button too. I'd like to do this all over again because, you know, we definitely didn't play to our potential and we definitely had a lot of injuries and we had to overcome a lot of stuff, but education is the sum total of life experience and that's a big experience for us and and we either are going to choose to you know uh fail forward or allow allow it to consume us and 
in the big picture, we're, we're going to get better from it. But, uh, but that last two weeks of really approaching that as preseason and trying to refocus on the things it takes to be good and, and to do things right. And to, again, kind of capture what we, what we start out the season at, at, I thought was really good for us. And then that leads us into all season, obviously recruiting as well. And, and to try to uh, set us, set us uh, on the right note for off season. Of course, we have a huge break here over, over Christmas, which is, which is good for the duck hunters in the world, but not so much for off season. We'll start out for Martin Luther King day and then we'll hit the ground running. Sun's coming up, Jack. Bigger, faster, stronger, meaner, tougher. Oh, oh. my gosh. Sorry. Bigger, stronger, faster, quicker, meaner. Hopefully smarter. Yes. There we go. I don't know if, if he had that wrinkle in. If you've been here since the last time we had it in the uh, hopefully smarter part. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this, Jack, but this is uh, we're, we're winding down on the classes of players that we actually got to play with. So with this year uh, going by, we're saying farewell, and hopefully they'll come back soon to a, a ton of guys that, um, you know, that came in when we were – Still playing, including one of your high school teammates, Josh Cole. Josh Cole. We still have one Central Tiger left on the team, but I'm trying to think. Were the freshmen that were on the team when we were seniors, are they juniors now? Or they, they will be seniors next year. So you have one more class. Getting old. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You're getting old. But, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a list of some of these guys I wrote down, and, and you know, I'm Jack and I are fortunate in that every single person who has made it through this program their four years, we had a chance to play with. So the inaugural seniors that made it through, we had a chance to play with, except for like Taz and those guys. But um, we've seen all those guys. And I can tell you that the class that's graduating this year, technically next year, I guess, but the senior class we just said goodbye to, has some guys in it that are up there with some of the finest men that I've ever played with, had a chance to be around. And it. so while we did go through a three and seven season, I think it's important for people at home to understand, you know, these are people that are going to go forward in life and be unbelievable people in our community. I just awesome, awesome people that we had a chance to be around and, and I'm really proud of them. And I've made sure they knew that after the game, that they're awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, I just hated the fact that we, we, we weren't able to get a championship for them this year, you know, uh, but you know, we've been fortunate. We played for two championships with that group. Um, we went through some highs and lows, but, and it's like I always say, you know, your legacy is, is going to be left. Your record is not what your legacy is. It's, it's how you leave it to, for the next group to come back and, and be better. And this group as freshmen, you know, we struggled that year, had some injuries, and they played for a championship two years in a row pretty much. And, and unfortunately, you know, we, we, I, I said, not only did we play for a championship, we, we actually lost the championship game last year. Uh, the most depressing thing is to, to feel like you've fallen off that much. But, but in reality, you know, when you look at back at what we went through, uh, and we lost a lot of really great players from last year's team as well. I mean, we, we lost a lot of really good all-conference players and and had to replace some pieces. And then when you combine injury on top of that, it just doesn't work out sometimes. But uh, when you look at how many young players we had on our team this year, you know, we were, we were dominated by younger players. Um, and, you know, the development of those guys, the development of our guys, not having an off-season for us, not having a fall last fall, uh, while we weren't in school, everybody else got to develop a little more, and and we played a lot more younger players than a lot of play, places did. So you know, when you look at the development of players, you, sometimes you're looking at maybe like what a normal 16 year old would be playing against a 23 year old, um, and that's a big jump. I mean, it's a big jump from 18 to 23. So uh, for the most part, I think that you know, off season will treat us right and grow us up, but 
but like Sandy said, we're, we're losing a, a really great senior class with a lot of great leadership in there and, and they're going to go on to do great things. And it's, that's, what's most exciting about, I think our program and really the, the whole league in itself is what these young men do once they leave our program. And then sometimes we don't let you leave, right, Sandy? That's right. That's right. Well, I'm t and, and I've been here for quite a few, well, not quite a few years, but, you know, it's been 2019 when I graduated. But, uh, you know, I, I was thinking, I think Josh Cole may outlast me here, but just as a player alone. And, I mean, he wouldn't have to coach. He'll just be here forever as a player. I don't know if he could have lasted five years as a defensive lineman. We, you know, the, 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 it's a little bit more uh, – it's a little bit more physical demanding than the, than a quarterback position. <laughs> so Jack, I don't know. I mean, you've known me for quite a while. Apparently I have this uh, tendency to make backhanded compliments when I don't mean to. I told Josh midway through the season, I said, Josh, I'm telling you right now of all the quarterbacks we've ever had on this team, I think you're the only one who could have made the transition of D line as well as you did. He said, well, are you saying it's easy for me to get fat? <laughs> yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I just thought he, his barber, something happened to his barber. I mean, <laughs> That did it, uh, yeah. I mean, well, speaking of barbers, my mine hurt his shoulder the other day. So, like, he he cut my hair in a sling, and I was like, well, this might be crooked as I'll get out, but at least he's getting cut off. <laughs> you want to be around like-minded people, and that guy's going to go to a glass shatters, he, right? He went to glass shatters. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, I was trying to compliment Josh and say he's going to do great things in the future, and I said, Josh, you're welcome to do my taxes at any point, and I wasn't sure if he liked that. <laughs> So what you're saying, Jack, is your taxes are great. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He's, he, we had a senior in our office uh, just recently, and he was talking about wanting to go to school as long as he could, so he had to avoid going out in the real world and starting to do taxes. That's why you go to grad school, apparently. Yeah, I mean, technically, uh, you can stay a student forever if you wanted to. <laughs> That's right. Well, with the seniors going, it, remind, it reminded me something, Coach, that you've been telling everyone, and I don't know if you told us this, when we were uh, younger, maybe before, like on recruiting trips, but you've started to use this in the past couple of years. You talk about you're going to become who you spend a lot of the time around. So, you know, for, for the kids coming in, it was like, man, if I like Coach Buck, then I'm probably going to be mimicking a lot of his tendencies down the road and when I graduate. And I've started to notice, I had to do some, uh, some introspection. I've noticed I start using legal pads and I write in all caps. I feel like I'm in that progressive commercial where you turn it to your parents. <laughs> Jack, you said you use legal pads now too, right? Yeah, I love legal pads. They're easy to keep up with notes and you don't have to fumble through a bunch of different loose leaf papers. And it makes a difference. Legal pads. I mean, I mean, it's Sandy did text me the other day and asked me where I got my legal pads. I'm like, Hmm, stalker. <laughs> no, because not all legal pads are made the same. I can They're tell not, you. See, I have the heavyweight legal pad with the with the heavy paper on it, so that way it doesn't bleed through. Mm -hmm. And I went and got me one of those because I've got them at my office. The other ones, and they're not, they're JV. You don't want a JV legal pad. You want no. if you're gonna get legal pad, you I mean, it should it should be called legal pad for a reason. You shouldn't have a, a a JV legal pad. Like if it's got the JV paper or the kind of where you barely can pull it and it falls out, or it doesn't have good lines on it. I mean, that's that doesn't do you any good. Sandy, if you if you get into legal problems and your lawyer has a JV legal pad, you might want to take a plea bargain. <laughs> Jack has a point. I, I've always been a fan of legal pads because even when I was in debate, you just had that extra room down there to have the, the flow chart, all that stuff, because when you're you just need that extra room. When you give your 
your pregame talks normally at, at night in the hotel or before, you know, the, the night before a game, how much time do you spend looking at your legal pad? Like, do you rehearse beforehand or do you just go at it? Cause I don't, you, you kind of go off the cuff sometimes. I know you have it all planned out, but do you find yourself looking at it during the speeches? Just depends. Okay. It depends. I mean, some are better than others. I mean, obviously, I mean, not every speech is made the same. Um, some things that, that are, you know, I basically, I've never been a memorizer, one who memorizes. I, I would have been terrible in zoology here, probably. <laughs> Anatomy and physiology was very difficult for me because that was straight up memorization, origin and assertion of every muscle. And that was very difficult for me because I've just never been good at that type of stuff. So like, even when I was in, uh, you know, theater class or whatever, and you had to memorize a monologue, I sort of cheated. I chose a character as a preacher and then gave a sermon and it acted like I had memorized the sermon. So the professor didn't know that I had not memorized it, but I didn't have to memorize it because I could just go up there and preach. <laughs> it worked out. Um, and then, so again, I never was great at memorization. I mean, that kind of goes back to my fifth grade school play where, you know, I know I've told you this story about when I played Santa Claus and I, and I, and I cursed in the school play. Yep. Really made the parents happy with that one. Yep. And then I know I've said this story before. It, it, we should have used save this for the Christmas episode, not the Thanksgiving. But, you know, we I said the wrong line in the deal. But, like, no one in the audience knows what the right line is. So it's like not that they never, they're not following along in the script. And the, and the kid in the back, in the, in the chorus looks up and goes, that's the wrong line. That kid they couldn't even pass class. And I don't even know how he knew how my line was. So, and everybody starts laughing. And I'm like, well, how does he know it's the wrong line, you know? But, hey, show must go on. But point being is I never was great at memorization. So a lot of things that I do, I make bullet points. And then I know what I'm going to talk about under that bullet point. I don't necessarily have it memorized. But I also think that because I approach it that way, it doesn't come across as me reading it off a sheet of paper. It's, it's like I'm I'm a shoot from the hip, you know, speak from the heart kind of guy. So I don't know. I, that, that's so. But there are some things that have more detailed information in it that I do need to look at, you know, that I, I need to be able to read. Or like if it's actually quoted from the book, like, you know, when I talked about message to Garcia, like there's things I need to read from the passage, actual passage. And there's a difference in like, it's kind of like when you're writing a paper, you know, you're, those are the things that are quoted and you're citing it. And then, but then you're going to discuss it after that. I know that's a longer answer than you wanted probably. But again, the legal pad being longer, you can get more information on a page. So you don't have to flip back and forth sometimes. I wish we could snip that out and like catch the part where you're talking about the play. And then, so anyway, about legal pads, like just you know, like how in the world did he get to that point? Uh, one thing before, because I want to bring in you, Jack, for something that you were talking about with the player panel that we'll be doing during recruiting visits. Sure. But one thing I did want to mention, because I knew I was going to forget if I didn't bring it up now, is your senior year, you did a ranking of the best coffee on away trips. I think you remember this. Thanks. I don't remember the specific rankings, yeah. but I do remember I did rank coffee. So he has a ranking that he's been doing now. And we're not going to, I don't, I don't know if he's going to out anybody, but he's been ranking pylons. That's a, it's a great ranking. I had never thought of that before. Yep. Pylons. Hey, I think it's very important to have great pylons at your place. I mean, cause it's a, it's a small item. 
that, you know, that could it be easily overlooked if you let it, but you should not have crappy pylons. I mean, I just, I mean, like they don't cost that much money and they can really spruce up the field and if they look bad, then, then they, people might not notice the pylon if it looks good, but if it looks bad, they're going to notice it. And I, and I go out there and that's the first thing I look at. Like, man, these guys, they got crappy pylons and you shouldn't buy crappy pylons. I mean, you, I mean, shouldn't have bad pylons. By no means am I a pylon aficionado, <laughs> but I, I have noticed like ours are like a like a heavy foam. I guess those are considered good pylons. And then I've seen it some smaller high schools. It's like a bean bag that's kind of slumped over. Yep. And let me tell you something. You don't like the slumped over ones, do you? No. It looks like it look it looks like Hogan's goat out exactly. there. <laughs> Hogan's goat probably wouldn't even eat the slumped over pylon. Have you seen the emblem on ours too? Yeah. It's sewn on. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice. When you spend a lot of time in the end zone, you need nice pylons. That's what we're trying to get back to. That's what we're trying to get back to. So we, Coach mentioned that the offseason's here. We've got recruiting coming up. And um, Coach, do you value Jack's opinion on a lot of things? I do value, except for one thing, and we all know what that is. All right. I'm not even going to bring that up, but I do value Jack's opinion. Okay. Well, apparently someone doesn't. Yeah, Joanna. So apparently Sandy has asked me, to join the player panel in a couple weeks. And I, I feel like I am an experienced planner. That's okay, right? I want to make sure that was cool yes, with you. I thought yes, that was yes, cool. Yes, yes. Um, and so I brought it up to my girlfriend, Joanna, and she looked at me and she said, Jack, why would anyone want to listen to a kicker? Wow. <laughs> wow. And the hits just keep on rolling. She's like, you're a kicker. What do you know about the football team? I'm like, Joanna, I was on the football team for four years. I, I was. She's like, but didn't you like have your little corner? I'm like, no. I hung out with the entire football team. Yeah. Y'all, yo, you guys go dress in the green shed. <laughs> like, but what that's what people don't understand. The kicker, the K squad has it's has the it has, probably has the best view of the whole team because it's the one thing that shares the whole team. Whereas everybody else is practicing their own little group. The kickers are being able to see everything at one time. That's why I always call y'all the quality control. Because you always see everything from a bigger picture. Even when I'm like down there doing one thing here, you're all obviously seeing different things from a whole different view. So that's why I always ask y'all's opinion and stuff. So y'all have a different view of things, yes. But it's probably a better overall picture of the program than a position player. She's like, so when Coach Buck introduces you and he's like, this is a Jack Bryant, he's a former kicker. She's like, people don't cringe at that? Like, no. I think people value my opinion. And she just comes for the throat sometimes. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, I, maybe if Joanna was going to introduce, like, this is the guy that we didn't think could kick deep. <laughs> he doesn't kick like the other kickers. <laughs> like, Joanna, if anybody ever needs a psychology player panel, I'm sure they'll come for you or not. Well, Jack, I value your opinion. Thank you. And honestly, in our program, that's probably all that matters. <laughs> Though parents ask some good questions that I hadn't thought of in a while, and I enjoy. They keep you sharp, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. We love the player panels back when I used to do them. When you got the parents, and you're like, they're going to ask a ton of questions. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a good time. And then you get the ones who walk in, and we know it because of the jokes that you'll tell in your opening spiel. If they laugh, great. If they don't, we're in for a long day yeah. or a short day. You, you don't want those ones that are the calf staring at the new gate going, you know. See, no one can see that because it's on a podcast, but. But if you could, if you could see my 
face, it looked like a capstone in a new game. <laughs> but I think you'll be a good guru, and I think I'm getting replaced by Josh Cole, who he'll he has as much experience as anybody. Just can't get Josh. Away, so. Josh, you just got to rein him in because he'll, you know, for an accountant, he does talk a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, I think that's good though because I think that it shows that you know that our guys have such a positive experience and and relate well to 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 Hendricks College and and to us. I'm just going to say, Coach, he's on the road right now. He probably knows that I'll be referring to him. I won't mention by name, but I don't think we have to prop worry. Player panels, they're used to having people who talk for a long time without – yeah. <laughs> Jack knows. He knows. But we'll move on. So, Coach, one thing, I, I think that we're going to have a lot of new listeners because we have quite a few freshmen on the team and probably some people who haven't heard us in a while who may have forgotten, even some longtime listeners, but it's the off season and people are probably wondering, what are you doing this time of the year? Well, the first thing I wanted to do when I got back the other day was fish. I wanted to go fishing on on, on Sunday morning because I always fish on Sunday after the last game, win or lose, playoffs or not playoffs. But point being is I was going fishing. Me and my buddy Wade were going fishing, you know, the man who never smiles. Um, and I drive up after getting off the bus and – loading up and unloading and all that stuff. And I get to the house and everybody that traveled with Michelle because, you know, the wives and, and significant others travel with Michelle and they weren't coming back till Sunday afternoon had blocked the garage. Mm. So, so not happy, wasn't able to go fishing. So I guess it was just the Lord telling me I needed to rest. Mm -hmm. So apparently it just is what it is. But I, the level of disappointment right there was like exponential. Mm -hmm. I, I was I wasn't happy, and I didn't have a plan for when the plan failed. Time to get the forklift and pick up the car. Yeah, Wade and I couldn't get it done. <laughs> <laughs> We're both washed up mm -hmm. and has been. Sounds like you had a similar level of disappointment recently, Jack. Yeah, I went fishing last Friday. I had the day off, and uh, I've been going to Lake Hamilton a lot, and I really like it. And I got up. The lake has been drawn down five feet sandy, so it's like fishing a completely different lake. Got up super early, got there before the sun rose. I was the only person at the ramp. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I guess I'm the smartest one here. So I get out on the lake. I'm probably, I don't know, five or 600 yards off the bank and fishing some deep brush, and the wind starts picking up, and I'm like, you know, I, I, I check the weather channel, and you know, the weather channel is always right. No wind. Yeah. Right. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it started white capping, and I got myself into quite the problem. It started going over the boat a little bit because I'm trying to get back to shore, going into the wind. And I get back to the ramp, and of course, the wise men are there now with all their big boats, and they're like, "Son, do you not know this is a dangerous situation?" <laughs> <laughs> I think I realized that. They're like, you just don't have a big enough boat. Like, I think I realized that. Hence why I'm putting up. They're like, you should get a boat like mine. I'm like, I'll go straight to the dealership now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Lake Hamilton did not go well. I'll be uh, not trusting the weather channel for the wind anytime soon. But I did catch a fish on Sunday, not on Hamilton, but it was a good time. Oh, the other thing Sandy wanted me to bring up is so I have my UAMS interview tomorrow, so I got to work on being a genuine person. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, last time I checked, you were still the same Jack, but I don't know. I mean, like, but yeah, yeah, genuine, be genuine. So last year, my yep. interview was the weekend before duck season. Correct. 
And so this year I sent in my application and I called them to set up an interview and they said, all right, the only time we have for you is November 20th. Like perfect. That'll be the weekend before duck season. I check duck season is opening day is tomorrow. So they scheduled the only interview possible possible for me on duck hunting day on the opening day. Well, don't be too genuine, Jack, because if you tell them how disappointed yeah. you are, <laughs> they might not take probably, probably get the same result as last year. But it's, it's kind of like a uh, Caddyshack. Uh, you know, you don't want to be that. You don't want to be Dr. Beeper. Oh, uh, stick a tube down there. I'll be there in uh, four or five hours. <laughs> so uh, UAMS great at helping COVID patients, horrible at duck hunting. Oh, oh well. Got it. What is COVID I know, say? I know somebody. Well, I said sorry about your luck at this point, but <laughs> I was gonna go with you got to dance for somebody someday. Yeah, that's true. You do have to dance for somebody someday, especially if they hold all the cards. <laughs> so we got a top five list come up in a second. Well, it's a, it's a modified kind of top five list. Not necessarily a top five, but I think it's gonna be one of the best ones Jack's ever had. But before we get there, I think we're gonna have you do one. We're gonna have you, Coach, do one for the Christmas episode that we'll do. Um, what is it, Jack? Top five things not to do when you're eating with your in-laws or something? Something along Christmas. those lines. We can come up with something. Maybe we can all have three have a list. or We'll figure something out. Technically, I'm the only one with in-laws. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So we'll work on that one. We'll get the language figured out. We'll get our best people on that one. But, Coach, I would say that we had some time out um, probably about a few weeks ago when you were telling me about some of the TV shows that you were – most high on recently and I was wondering if you got any tv shows you're looking forward on to catching up on over the break or if you uh, watch any over the season that you really like that you would recommend uh well I mean I'm I'm excited about you know over the break I mean the witcher's coming out season two coming out stranger things you know hopefully coming out um those are two things that because I, I I rewatched some of that on the bus you know some of those stuff on the bus so I don't know excited about that trying to think what else is really out there prevalent i mean there's there's obviously with movies coming back i mean i i still want to see dune i still want to see the the james bond uh and then i think there was a couple other things i haven't even paid attention because we've been in postseason mode right now and then kind of thanksgiving week i kind of try to narrow that down like okay this is what we're this is what we're going to do so um but yeah i think uh and then I've just been I've just been recently getting back to watching some Curb Your Enthusiasm. So, you know, because I, I do I do think that the everyday situation of how Larry David messes things up uh, is very similar to <laughs> things in real life. <laughs> do you watch football over the break? Yeah, I mean I like I like college football and and, and I, I watch the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. So you know I like the Cowboys and luckily we're doing good this year. Uh, and you know, hopefully we can finish like we've, like we've started for the most part, but, um, but I, I like watching college football this weekend. I'm going to be watching uh, Trinity and Birmingham. That's, that's an a number one uh, priority for Saturday. Looking forward to seeing our conference teams play in action. Trinity playing Mary Horn Baylor and Birmingham playing Huntington. Uh, Birmingham playing Huntington is a rematch and Birmingham, you know, handled them pretty easily early in the year. Um, I definitely think Birmingham has their best team that we've we've seen since we've been here and, and one of the best teams we've played against since we've been here. And Trinity's been I, – I feel like Trinity has their best team since they went to the Stag Bowl in 2002. And, you know, last year it was such a good game, uh, you know, with with playing down there and, and, and having such a defensive ball game. As a defensive coach, that makes you really happy. 
and, and winning that game the way we did was important. Uh, but this year they came back with a vengeance and, and they put us on us. I mean, they beat us with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So um, we got we to we gotta find a way to defend all three phases of the game next year. So, uh, but their quarterback's playing really well and they, they've got a defense that can stand in there with Mayhart and Baylor. So I, I feel like that's going to be a really good football game. But still, Mayhart and Baylor still one of the best teams in the country. Um, it, it, it could probably play at multiple levels. <laughs> so it, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that pans out. You got the fighting stone falls down there. The last, I was going to say the last time Trinity lost a ball game would have been to us who stone was on the staff back then. It's true. It's true. There, there's no, no doubt about it. So, um, but yeah, it, it, I think it will be a good game. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to pick a winner in that one because you want to go for Trinity because they're in our league, but you know, stones at, at, at Mary Harmon Baylor. So, you know, you want them to win. And of course, Coach Fredenberg and I have been friends for a long, long time. Coach Harmon has been a, a friend of mine and uh, they got a former player of mine on staff with as Coach Carey. And so those guys have, you know, are all pretty close to me. So I just flip a coin on who, who I'll be going for at the time. So I just want to be a good football game and whoever wins plays the best. So it's worth mentioning for those of you that do not know that if Trinity was to win and BSC wins, they would play each other again. Is that correct? I don't know. I actually didn't look at the bracket. I just know. So if that's the bracket, yeah, they would actually play again. So I don't know if they changed seating like in the NHL. That's where there's a common misconception in Division Three that there's actually seating. It's not really seated. It's it's basically like uh, first round games are always closest games, and uh, they have a 600 mile radius now. It used to be 500. I mean, so they want less flights in the first round. Um, it's it's a it's a money thing. It's let's be honest, um, and and unfortunately. Uh, there's also teams that should have been in the playoffs each year. I mean, we've been one of those teams that could have been a playoff team in the years past that that didn't get in. Uh, when I was at Louisiana College, we had one of the best teams in the in the region that didn't get in a few years. Harden Simmons was one of those teams this year that was good enough to play in the playoffs but didn't get in. Uh, people don't understand to some degree. Yes, they're ranked higher than than Birmingham or Trinity, but they don't have any regionally ranked wins. You know, so. Uh, Birmingham, Birmingham had two regionally ranked opponents that they had beaten that had also beaten regionally ranked opponents. Um, even with us playing River Falls this year helped the, the strength of schedule for the conference and for us. And, and so that's why, even though those aren't normal matchups, it's important for us to play some of those games uh, like a River Falls, who was who went, uh, you know, uh, eight, and two. eight and two. And they're playing Wash U uh, in, the, in, in a bowl game. Uh, this week, and I talked to the coaches at Wash U, and you know we're playing Wash U next year, so it's being able to match up like that. So that that you know if if it is us that's on the bubble, you want quality wins or quality games like that. But it also helps our conference, even if we don't have a quality win like that, our strength of schedule is up, so it helps the whole league. And and so yes, some teams do deserve to be in the playoffs, but when you have 247 schools or that, that only 32 go to the playoffs, it makes it very difficult to get everybody that's worthy of being in the playoffs in. And then you have the, the upper echelon teams that, you know, those top four to six teams, you know, they're probably going to be there no matter what. And it's, you know, there is a point of like, well, do you match somebody up against them that doesn't deserve to match up against them? So the people who follow D3 football, I think they understand they've seen the rise in the SAA and, and the quality has gone up. You know, is it, we, our conference is not in the sense that 
you know, there's like not one or two teams that dominate the conference. It's not as much top heavy as people may think with, you know, Barry Center, Hendricks went back to the standard that we we hold ourselves to, Trinity, BSC. I mean, half the conference in a given year can win the league. I mean, and we're counting out teams who have won the conference in the past as well. I mean, I believe Rhodes won the conference in 2014. Yep, Rhodes won in 2014, uh, uh, and then Millsaps in – you know, Millsaps was a second-round playoff team back in the early 2000s. So, um, I think that, of course, the the conference was different back then. But, but yes, I think our the level of our conference has gotten better. I think us and Barry coming into the league, you know, really shook things up. And then when both of us were able to be, you know, vaulted right to the top of the league, I think everybody else responded accordingly. Like, whoa. We can't let these two startups. And let's be honest, people didn't look at Hendricks as a as a viable threat. And then when you start beating people, it's like we can't allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. And now we're in a situation where we can't allow those teams to get back on top of us. So we we've got to answer with that. Mm-hmm. And what I was thinking about is, you know, we played River Falls this year, which ended up being a really good football team that took Whitewater to the brink. Um, I don't remember what their score was against it was Lacrosse. A six point but... ball game. Uh, it was a six point ball game, and Lacrosse was a like a la- I think it was a one possession ball game as well. But this year, Barry goes on the road and plays Wisconsin Whitewater. Next year, Trinity is playing Wheaton. Yep. And we've got Wash U back on the schedule, who that's a really good regional opponent at any given time. It's really neat to see these teams going and playing the teams that, for me at least as a player, that you hear about on D3Football.com or wherever, and you watch these teams play on ESPN. Well, now that's a real thing. That's a real attainable standard that we can reach by playing these teams. I mean, I'll be honest, when we were watching River Falls on tape, it's one thing. But when you get down on the field, you're like, wow, those are some big guys. And that's the standard we got to reach to – be where we want to be yeah and, and it, you know and they out physical us in the first half and we played them we played them as good as we could have in the second half we just we just we got ourselves down too much and, and it's unfortunate that that they were in their second game and we were in our first and 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 then it's also unfortunate for those guys that we didn't finish out the season like we normally do and and uh, because that didn't give them necessarily a quality win so do you foresee any more of these bowl games popping up I've tried to advocate that for our league in the American Southwest Conference and USA South for years to to play our top top team uh, farthest west against the ASC and our top team farthest east against the uh, against the USA South per team that doesn't get in the playoffs. You know, because you know Wash U's getting into that game. That was the that was the third team and or the second well third team in that league uh, that did and it's the first team that didn't go to the the playoffs in the CCIW because uh, North Central and Wheaton are in. So, you know, I've advocated for that, and I've, there's a lot of proponents for that. And then I think a big step forward for us to try to do that was our game at War Memorial last year uh, in the crossover event and, and putting a foundation out there to say, this is something we could do. We could, we could literally pull this off and get this done. Um, and, and we could actually even host that here because, you know, if it was us and ASC, you know, everybody in the ASC, with the exception of Sol Ross, could easily get to to uh, to, to Little Rock. Um, and then everybody in our league could easily get to Little Rock because they don't have to fly here either. So that's that's the thing. It's like finding a place like that. Um, and, and, it's, and then working out costs and stuff. But it, it comes down to, you know, somebody pushing that issue. And I've, I've tried to get our commissioner to push that issue and, and even reach out to the ASC commissioner and and there's interest. We just have to get people to do it. You need to work on getting a game at Quigley, Jack. Yeah, I know. It's possible. <laughs> I'd rather have it on Memorial. 
I agree with you, Jack. <laughs> I think that's what vaulted BSC to, to, to where they are today. Being able to play on Quigley gave them a little extra boosting. And uh, they're going to hit the ground running and hopefully get to the second round of the playoffs. And well, there's no doubt they're going to hit the ground running because they got three running backs that, can, that are already on the ground and they're running. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're lions, Jack, not gazelles. The sun could be down and they're still running. That's the truth. That is yeah. the truth. I think Coach White's got those guys going, and they. He'll, I think. I think that. Uh, I think that'll be a good matchup. I think you know. Obviously, it's always hard to beat somebody twice in the same year, but but I think they have a good shot to to take care of business and go to the second round. Well, we did it. Hopefully, they can do it too. We did it. We we definitely did it. We did we definitely played two. Well, actually, we did more than that. We we did twice because technically we played Millsaps in the same year as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think you caught a lot of people surprised when uh, you said that on the media day thing. Yeah, I think that did uh, catch people by by, by surprise. Yeah. But you got to be careful what you ask. You get the right answers. <laughs> so, Jack, it's just about time we get to your uh, your do's and don'ts of Thanksgiving. But I was going to ask you real quick, were there any TV shows you've watched this year? Anything besides – I know you watch a ton of football, but anything you've been uh, watching that you would recommend that's not Dr. Death? I really like the Netflix show You. I'm on the third or fourth season. It's really interesting. Not for everybody, but yeah. I think it's a really good show. Well, there you go. Coach, we got a preview of this this uh, this top five, and uh, and I already said this earlier. I thought it was the best one he's come up with in a long time, and I think you're you're happy with it as well. I, I thought – I think top five, top five for Jack. Jack, floor is yours. So I want to ask – you two questions before I get to my list. Number one, when you have a family Thanksgiving, are y'all a lunch or dinner Thanksgiving meal? I, I, we're more of a lunch, but a lot of times it's been like between lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. Like eat breakfast, get everything prepared, and it's like eat mid-afternoon and then dessert at night. Time it up with football. Yeah. I agree, yeah. It's like you, you kind of want to wait. You, you got the first game normally at like the 11 o'clock window. You make it through that one. You can eat while you're watching the second game, and then hopefully you're still awake to watch the Thursday night game. And then, are you a smoked turkey, a baked, fried? I like fried, but really, I'm not a turkey fan per se. But I like fried turkey. Um, I, I recall the the that that the catfish head or whatever the place in Little Rock that has the Sunday buffet. Mm -hmm. uh, Anyway, it's it's a really good place to eat. I don't know if it's open after COVID, but that's when I was behind the lady and they had fried turkey and it was fried turkey strips and it was awesome. And the lady by in front of me goes, "Is this free range turkey?" And I'm like, "Why are we even arguing this? That turkey's dead. <laughs> it don't matter if it was free range or not." And I'm like, "I'm pretty sure you know you don't just have free range turkeys." But anyway, it, I was like, at, at some point, like, and even if the guy tells the truth or not, how do you know the guy's telling the truth? Like. Oh, sure, it was free-range turkey. Anyway, but I like fried turkey. But if it was not fried, I would rather have smoked. Mm -hmm. Which leads me to my first do not do not offer to bring the turkey for a Thanksgiving meal because the risk of cooking a bad turkey far outweighs the benefit. Like it or not, a Thanksgiving turkey is the centerpiece of your meal. And if you have a bad turkey, if it's too dry or, heaven forbid, it's undercooked, yeah. bad start. Jack, that's a that's a great point. I think I think I have to agree with you. I mean, I don't think I know I have to agree with you because plus the other factor of that is you never want to be transporting the turkey. Exactly. Unless you bought the turkey from a place and you brought the turkey. Like mm -hmm. like I remember one year we bought a fried turkey from Popeyes. I don't think they do that here, but they they did it in Louisiana and 
and it was it was really good. And that's different. If you like, you're picking it up on the way, and like, plus you can always say like, I didn't cook this turkey. I I bought this turkey at Popeyes. <laughs> Everything you guys are saying not to do is what my dad does. So we smoke it, we take it over. It's two of them things, and they are massive. They're not the small JV turkeys you get at stores. And it is like you were saying, transportation can be tough. I can only imagine two turkeys at one time too. Yep. I would say a turkey is probably the hardest thing to cook in terms of like if you have to go with like a brisket or a, any type of smoked meats are very difficult. Number two, do not ask if blank food is from a can because let's be honest, a lot of that food is for, from a can. But if you tell your grandmother that I think it's from a can, you're going to start a fight and you're not getting any Christmas presents. Yep, that's a bad way to start Christmas season. <laughs> Sandy, number three, I think this one might be your favorite. Do not play football after the meal because only bad things can happen. You're either going to get hurt, you're going to hurt somebody else, you're going to get written out of somebody's will. That's a good point. You, you, you probably shouldn't play football after – after. It's plus, plus, after eating, it's always hard to play football after eating. There's nothing good that comes from it, really. Don't do stupid stuff. Yeah. Yeah, don't do stupid stuff. And usually there's a home video going on at the same time. So it's obviously going to be on camera. Sandy, number four, do not use small plates. I feel like small plates at Thanksgiving is portion control, and we don't want that. No, you should not have portion control plates. Um, you, you definitely need you need the big oval ones that you can just throw away afterwards. And I feel like my do nots were the strong point of this top five. My do's are do offer to bring mashed potatoes. Very hard to mess up mashed potatoes unless you do like the, the flake stuff. Don't, yeah, don't do that. Don't do flaky ones. No, no. Um, it's like powdered eggs. Punt team on that. Uh, try all the pies. Don't eat any gelatin-based desserts. I just don't like jello. It shouldn't be a dessert. Yeah, gelatin-based desserts. Yeah, but it is kind of a, a, a Thanksgiving slash. See, I'm not a cranberry sauce person. I just, uh, I just, I just can't. I just never like. It just doesn't appeal to me at all. Um, and then number three is add gravy and cranberry sauce to everything. <laughs> <laughs> but you just said stay away from gelatin. Cranberry sauce is gelatin. He makes a good point. I'm just saying, well, I guess Jack, it wasn't eating cranberry sauce for dessert, but, but. You're, you're wearing the suit. He's wearing the scrubs. I don't know who to trust here. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's the do's and don'ts of Thanksgiving. If you follow those, I feel like you're going to have a, you're not going to make any mistakes for, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think that's a very valid list. I think that, I think everybody could use that list and take it to, take it to the bank. Yeah. The, the don'ts were the strong part. I, the, the written out of the will had me laughing really hard. That was. That was well done, Jack. Thank you. It uh, took about 15 minutes, so I'd, I'd hate to see what I come up with if I sat for an hour or two. Well, you got a long time to go to, th to Christmas, so <laughs> yeah. we'll see what happens. But uh, I feel like that list carries over to Christmas some, too. I agree. Yeah. Um, for Thanksgiving, oh, for, here's something. For Thanksgiving, you can duck hunt. For Christmas, you can't duck hunt. So do not schedule an early morning uh, meal because you're just going to – somebody's going to get angry. You're either not going to be able to duck hunt you're going to be late to a meal. So nothing good is going to come out of that. I've duck hunted on Christmas before. Don't tell the game warden. No. The, uh, and, uh, in Texas, when I was a kid, it was open through that time. But it closed a lot sooner. So, like, it closed, like, the first or second uh, weekend of January. Like, first weekend of January. So you had an open season during that time. Sandy, in Arkansas, you, like, it's weird. We have three splits. So it's going to open tomorrow, go through – next monday and then close for a week open through christmas eve close christmas eve christmas day and then open through the middle of january 
You got to know your dates or you're getting a fine. Yep, you definitely don't want a fine. Jack knows how that goes. <laughs> not for hunting, though. <laughs> They're not lenient. So before we close up shop, oh, I do need to mention this. I knew I was forgetting something. Uh, other sports have started now going on. We have women's and men's basketball being played now. Women's and men's basketball being played. By the way, uh, I, don't, I didn't. We we played at night in Ohio, right? Two p.m. Wittenberg, number twenty-two in the country, men's basketball. Well, we we already took down the reigning ASC champion, uh, so hopefully we can take care of Wittenberg tonight um, or this afternoon. Yep. Really excited for that. I mean, obviously they're they're playing good. We we beat the dog out of uh, my alma mater this weekend, so that was always fun. Um, and and I feel like uh, you know hopefully we can reciprocate that next fall as well. But point being is they're they're undefeated uh, and 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 moving moving forward in a, in a positive manner. And then uh, the women uh, beat Centenary this last weekend too. It was a great weekend uh, for 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 athletics at Hitters College. For anyone that forgot, Seth Stanley's still pretty good at basketball. Yeah, I was wondering if he was going to be any good. Then I showed up to watch the game. I was like, yeah, he's good. No, I, there was no question. Yeah, I, no. I had no question. Yeah. <laughs> Same old Seth. A lot of fun to watch. They'll be back in action early January. The women's team, they'll come back and play next Tuesday and Sunday. So it should be a lot of fun watching them. Like you said, they got their first one of the season against Centenary. So looking good so far. Ready to get going. Try to get Jack to call some of these games with me. Hopefully we can get him up doing uh, some of that. Sandy's trying to talk everybody into calling <laughs> games with him. Yeah. I don't know if basketball is my thing. Uh, I'm more of a guest spot type guy. <laughs> One, two, three team. Is that how it goes, coach? One, two, three team. And that will do it for this episode of Views from the Kicks. Thank you so much for listening in and supporting the podcast. We certainly cannot do it without your support, and we hope to bring you more episodes as we enter into the offseason. Remember that you can find episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Bye for now, and we hope to have you back with us soon. As always, it's a great day to be a warrior.